Hey, what it do, sports fans? Welcome to the Sports Live podcast brought to you by Multimedia Live. I'm Sboom Jigeliso, your host, and I will be joined by various guests on this exciting new podcast to discuss the latest ins and outs of the sporting world. Downstairs from the Tiso Blackstar Multimedia Studios where this podcast is being recorded, the Zondo Commission, also known as the State Capture Inquiry, has passed more than 175 days of hearings. The inquiry into the events of the 24th of August involving Springbok Lock Eben Etzebeth and an alleged violent and racial incident in Langaban outside of Cape Town have only just begun. Etzebeth, who is with the Springboks at the Rugby World Cup in Japan, is being accused of accosting a man and calling him all sorts of racial slurs. It is also alleged that he pointed a firearm at some female patrons of an inter- entertainment establishment in Langaban. The case is being investigated by the National Prosecution Authority as well as the South African Human Rights Commission, who have confirmed that they have taken the matter to the Equality Court. Etzebeth's employers, SA Rugby, including Springbok Director of Rugby and Head Coach Rassi Erasmus, have stood by Etzebeth despite mounting calls that he should be recalled from Japan and face justice in South Africa. On Thursday night, on the eve of the Springboks' crucial Group B game against Italy, the community of Langeban had an all-night meeting with the Human Rights Commission. The matter has only escalated in eminence, despite SA Rugby's attempts to sweep it under the rug. Parliamentary Sports Portfolio Committee Chairperson Butilulani released this statement as well on Thursday, and I will read out part of it. The matter could have been handled differently. SA Rugby and the Human Rights Commission should improve on dealing with matters of this nature. The approach in handling these matters should be corrective and not what appears to be media embarrassment of Mr. Etzebeth and a distraction to South Africa's participation at the Rugby World Cup. End quote. Springbok captain Siakolisi said at a press conference in Japan that the saga had not affected the atmosphere in the team. Etzebeth himself has denied the claims. This is a special Sports Live episode looking into Eben Etzebeth and the saga that has engulfed South African rugby. Now we're joined in the conversation by the leader of the Khoisan Defiance campaign, Mr. Sammy Klaassen, who has been very vocal in his stance that Eben Etzebeth should be recalled from the World Cup squad with the Springboks to come and clear his name in South Africa if indeed he is innocent, as is presumed by the law until proven guilty. Mr. Klaassen, please tell us why you have taken the stand that you have taken that Etzebeth should come back and come and face justice in South Africa. Uh, good morning and good morning to your listeners. Lesson this is not a personal stance, mm. um, per se. It is the community of Langaban that has taken a stand. Mm. And we've taken a firm stand against racism. Racism in sport and in particular in rugby. Mm. Now, this case has angered the community of Langaban because there's a narrative being spinned by even accident that there's no case that the police have assured him that there's no case. And we now know that that was a blatant lie. Because at the time when he went public, telling FA Rugby, the coach, and the South African public that there's no case. There was a case number. There was an investigating officer appointed by the Langaban police. Mm. And there were victims in hospital that needed uh, medical attention. Mm. 
there was young ladies, 20-year-old colored ladies, mm. that were allegedly being gunpointed mm. um, and, and threatened and traumatized to the point that they fear for their lives. Mm. That's why we took a stand to say that South Africa has got a serious problem with crime, especially violent crime that involves guns, violent crime that involves young women, children, and, and, the, and, 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 and those most vulnerable uh, sectors in our society. That's why South Africa needs to take a stand. It can't only be that Langabang people of color are taking a stand and the rest of South Africa become spectators when our people are being assaulted, when there's criminal incidents taking place right in front of our doorsteps, and we are asked or requested to remain silent. It can't be. That's why it's important that we take a stand, because this country has got a serious problem with crime, it's got a serious problem with inequality. It has a problem with murder. It has a problem with racism. And it seems every time that the racism issue and debate are being put on a national platform, mm. there are forces trying to silence the debate. Mm. So we are very unhappy with SA Rugby. It is in particular with Mr. Mark Alexander, who, who, who is the leader and the president of SA Rugby, mm. a black man coming from a colored community who has failed that last night in the, in the community meeting at a packed hall in front of the media in Langaban, the colored and African people spoke out against this brutal assault and the, and, and the racist connotation mm. to the assault. Mm. We can't understand why SA Rugby allowed a player that has been implicated. In fact, a case has been opened up against him a month ago. There's two serious investigations under underway. The criminal investigation and the uh, and the case now uh, with the Human Rights Commission and the, the Equality, Equality Court. Court yes. So we can't understand why black leaders in, in Iraqi are failing the colored people. So we are angry. We, are, we become so angry to the point that we become emotional because we have been denied the opportunity to tell the story of the victims. Sorry, sorry and Mr. If I was with the coach and then decided with the alleged perpetrator. Now, that is immoral. You can't only allow the voice of a perpetrator, of an alleged perpetrator, but you deny the voice of victims who have been brutally assaulted. What is wrong? in this country, that we are not allowed the opportunity to speak out against the racism. SA Rugby, at the moment, the Springboks are now ready to go onto the field. There's a player in that team that is not fit mm. to be part of that team because of these serious allegations against him. Mr. Klassen, are you um, seeing the other examples in the rest of the world and how Australia dealt with Israel Folau and his homophobic comments and how Wales dealt with their assistant coach who was in a, in a sh- shrouded with allegations of uh, misconduct regarding betting. Are you happy with how South African rugby's moral stand has been with regards to Eben Etzabeth? And what do you think uh, should happen to Mr. Mark Alexander going forward? The community of Langaban last night in the meeting mm. 
have spoken loudly and given us a mandate to call SA Rugby to Langaba to come and apologize to the African and colored communities for the way they have mismanaged this whole saga. Mm. The people have mandated me to send an invitation to SA Rugby to come to Langaban to listen to the victims and the community and to publicly apologize for the way they have treated this case. So we are not happy. Mm. In fact, we are calling on Mark Alexander to resign from his position because he has failed. In fact, the community last night said that he has failed the poor communities, rugby mm. players, the complainants, and the victims because they clearly sided with the alleged perpetrator. Mm. They have been informed right from the start, the moment there was a complaint made mm. after the incident. We sent emails, and I was in a telephone conversation with the president, Mr. Mark Alexander, asking him not to allow this player to go to Japan. They blatantly ignored us. They ignored the request. They were insensitive. And it seems that they who are told to represent us as the poor message of this country in sports, it seems as if they are now being co-opted in a culture where white racism still exists in sports. Edwin mm. Willems has become a victim of that. Mm. This even exhibit case is not the first racism case. In, in Rugby in South Africa. Mm. There's a history of a divided past in which black players like Apiwe Jainke was immediately dealt with when it became clear or when there was evidence presented that he had misconducted him, in himself in a way that he violated the, the rules and the policies of SA Rugby mm. and the International Rugby Board. Now, why are SA Rugby uh, 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 eager to act quickly against black players who've been found on the wrong side of the law and the policies of SA Rugby? Mm. But when it comes to white players, they, they, they find the ex- excuses and delaying tactics um, that divide us. Because what we want is justice. Because justice denied, justice delayed. It's justice justice denied. denied. Right now, finally, Mr. Klassen, the victims themselves, were they present at the meeting uh, with the community last night? And were they the ones laying the charge or were people laying charges on their behalf? The victims, you see, because I can't lay a complaint, a criminal case against even Exhibit because he has done nothing to me. Mm. So it is victims. It is a couple of ladies, young ladies, 20-year-old uh, young ladies. The ones who and he allegedly two, pointed the gun at. Uh, yeah, and then there's two men. Mm. Who, uh, the one guy, Mr. Enver Wolfsmark, uh, is an ex-rugby player. In mm. fact, he was honored this year as a legendary player of the Langevin Rugby Club. Mm. A reputable man in our, uh, of good standing in our community. So they have laid criminal charges. I have laid 
the complaint with the Human Rights Commission mm. to say that you need to investigate hate speech and the racism content so that the word hot not becomes the, uh, is equal, are being treated equally as the K-word. Because mm. what we have found out mm. is that white people can't use the K-word anymore because that word has been banned, it's illegal, and you can go to jail like that lady went to jail for three years now. Mm. Ten sparrows or what? Ten sparrows, yes. Yeah. Now, now we want the, the H word, the hot not word, we want that word to be banned, scrapped, and mm. declared illegal and unconstitutional. Mm. And it must become a criminal offense. Because it seems that white people are now using the H word, the hot not word, as a soft target because they know they can't be criminally liable mm. or accountable. Mm. But it has the same meaning. They use the word against colored people and dark-skinned African people. Um, they use these discriminatory words to dehumanize us as a people. Now, now, Mr. Klassen, uh, last word, what do you expect Parliament to do? Because in previous cases, it's not unheard of that either the Minister of Sport or Parliament actually recall um, uh, people uh, from either tours, if you remember, uh, the, the Springboks were almost recalled for their failure to, to put in Brayton Pulsar for an NDA tour back when I think it was the ANC Youth League demanded such and uh, it really made an impact in making sure that Brayton Pulsar was rightly included in, in the Springbok squad when he was excluded. This is one of those cases where one feels that the higher-ups should intervene, the people with the real power in the country, such as Parliament. What do you expect yeah. Parliament to do about this situation? Yeah. First first of all, the Minister of Sport has an obligation towards the country because he's the custodian of sport. Mm. He needs to ensure that our players and our rugby unions adhere to the Constitution. What does the Constitution say? You can't discriminate against people on the basis of color, race, creed, or whatever. You can't do it. So, there's a charge. There is two investigations. Mm. We are now at the court, magistrate court in Friedenburg, at the Equality Court, to proceed with the um, legal proceedings against Mr. Ivan Exedek. The Minister of Sports has not said anything for the last 32 days. That is a shame. And, uh, and, 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 and we are calling on him to investigate, to launch an investigation and to recall and ask SA Rugby to recall even actually. Because he's not the only lock and rugby player in South Africa. Mm. We've got a deep pool of talented players waiting to be selected. So we can't build our rugby around one man or one individual. So, so our constitution guarantees our freedoms that is enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Discrimination has no place in mm, South Africa mm, and in mm. Rugby. So we want the Minister of Sport to, to come out because he's been silent. Mm. And it's, uh, last night, the community in London also said that the Minister of Sport mm. need to intervene into this matter. All right. We are very disappointed with the Portfolio Committee, mm. who in a statement yesterday say that they are now concerned about... Uh, even Exhibit, uh, who's being now embarrassed. Embarrassed, yes. 
Now, what about the victims? What kind of message is the chairperson of the portfolio committee sending out to colored people? That it is okay that, that you can be assaulted? Is it okay that you can be called names for boons? Mm. And, 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 and it's okay when you are dehumanized, but when the key word are used, they are up in arms. What are they telling South Africa? Is it okay to continue with a culture of racism that divides people on the basis of whether you're human or whether you're subhuman? Mm, mm, mm. So the community of, of Langaban last night took a resolution and they mandated me to publicly invite the portfolio committee mm. of sport to a community meeting in Langaban so that they can meet the community and hear from the community themselves because those communities have elected them to represent our aspirations mm. and to defend um, our, our, uh, our values system mm. and, and this country. Wonderful so stuff. She and the portfolio committee mm. must come to Langaban and she must also apologize for that statement the, because the portfolio it seems that she's been influenced in a biased way. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much for your thoughts, Mr. Klassen. We have to end our conversation here, but we will definitely be looking further into this issue as it goes along. And we appreciate your time at the Sports Life Podcast. Tune in to Cargumentative every Monday morning on Times Live Motoring. You can join myself, Thomas Faulkner, and my regular gang of automotive misfits as we discuss motoring news, views, and of course, have a cargument or two. That's Cargumentative only on Times Live Motoring. To advertise on the Sports Live podcast, email us at smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. Now, I can't wait till i say this is the sports live podcast brought to you by this is your name your entity your brand right after the sports live podcast that's smith s at tsoblackstar.co.za smith s s m i t h s at t i s o b l a c k s t a r.co.za I am joined in studio by Pablo Urayai, who is a business developer for Peter de Villiers as well as the Peter de Villiers Foundation. Thanks for joining me, Pablo. Good morning, sir. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm well. I'm well. We've been in touch uh, via text, but uh, it's great to officially meet and what a time to meet. Uh, and here we are faced with this situation in South African rugby where Eben Etzebeth has been accused of all sorts of things. And now, not, neither of us were actually in Langaban when all these things happened. So we can't say as a matter of fact that he did it or he didn't do it. It's mm. he said, she said. Absolutely. But on principle, is it right that Etzebeth is at the Rugby World Cup with the Springboks? I've followed this thing quite uh, closely, this incident. And um, I think, like you rightly point out, it is an allegation. And at this point, we don't really know uh, the, the true status of mm. what's happened. But if we take a step back and unpack it and ask the right questions, mm. let's take out the, 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 the color, let's take out the individuals mm. and ask pertinent questions and assume that the the scenario was true. Did 
was a crime committed mm. um, which would necessi necessitate uh, an investigation, an investigation. Into, into the incident. Yeah. Um, you also have a situation... This is regardless of black regardless or white. Regardless of black, yeah, regardless yeah. Of black okay. or white. Um, do we have witnesses who have mm. issued a statement? Who have come under oath? Who have come oath under oath and, and, and submitted statements? statements. Mm. Yes, we mm. do. Do we have a, an alleged perpetrator? Mm. Yes, we do. Now, if we put all this together, mm. right, what are the next steps? Have the police followed the correct procedure? We don't know. Uh, what are the timelines? Mm. Right. We know for a fact, as uh, alluded to by Sammy, who is the community leader and who has been on this from mm. day one, mm. that as far as they're concerned, something mm. has happened. Mm. Now, are we saying that the burden of proof, because you have four individuals against one person? Right, yeah. Is the burden of proof now higher? What What are the next steps? Mm. So, in, in my in my view or my opinion, as limited as it is, yeah, um, that is what I would I would look at. Does it help that it's the Rugby World Cup season? It's mm. unfortunate, mm. Uh, but mm. there'll always be people looking for a big story, and justice must be served. If indeed these acts were perpetrated against the community of Longaban. Do you think SA Rugby is putting ahead their, their interest in the Springboks World Cup campaign over uh, the interests of of the country? I mean, the the, the clearest example is um, uh, the Wallaby fullback, Israel Folau. And Folau didn't necessarily commit a crime. He yeah. wasn't criminally he was charged. expressing an opinion. He was expressing a religious opinion, yeah. but... His right to expression also infringed infringed on other, other people's people. rights yes. uh, to live and exist. And yeah. and he, he I won't repeat what he said, but yeah. he, he, there were homophobic comments directed at people. He said they're going to hell, repent now, bloody blah, blah bloody blah. And as uh, um, rugby Australia uh, had a code of conduct which they deemed that Israel Folau breached. Right, and he was the best player. This is a guy that broke the Super Rugby try scoring record of all time, and he had played. This is a very good player. I'm saying, like in terms of World Cup spectacle, mm -hmm. the World Cup is poorer without, without his performance. No okay. doubt, no yeah. doubt, top three fullbacks in the world. Mm -hmm. No doubt, a great player. Yeah. But they took a stand and they said, "Okay, no enough. We won't go to the World Cup." And 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 Michael Checker, the head coach. Yep. Understood, and this is a guy he coached for Lao 2013 when Waratahs won Super Rugby. Absolutely, um, Cheka was a coach, for Lao was a star player. Like it would have pained him, it would have pained that. him to to leave for Lao behind, yeah. and 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 take maybe guys that are of inferior quality. And I'm not saying that they are. I mean, mm -hmm. but they've got Adam Ashley Cooper, who's who's, who's long in the tooth yeah. now. But why can't SA Rugby be the ones to? make a similar sort of stand where there is a criminal charge we're talking about a criminal charge here uh we're not talking about uh hearsay if it was yep. me and you debating yep. it that's something else but it, the matter is sitting with the npa that shows a serious that means the it's under police investigation i think the first question we need to ask is what is the procedure within uh, sa rugby mm. in terms of the code of conduct to handle a situation like this. Mm. Do they have one? If they don't, uh, 
I'll be very surprised. Um, secondly, we also have to take into serious consideration the climate in the country. Mm, mm. We've had at least 30, 40 days of, I mean, September was a month of hell, literally. Mm. Violence against women, xenophobia. The whole year. The whole <laughs> night. And then you, yeah. you decide to then go against the tide. I don't, I think that was very ill-advised. Mm, mm. um, it's also important to take cognizance of the standards in the, around the world. What would, be, what would have been the right thing to do? Mm. I don't necessarily think um, that they did take the right position. But then again, uh, they'd probably be able to justify it. But then, then you have to then uh, take uh, cognizance of public sentiment that you probably have not made the right decision. Right now, let me quickly read what um, uh, Mark Alexander was quoted to having said in a story written by Liam.com, who is our group man in Japan at the moment. He wrote the story for Times Live, <coughs> and it was on timeslive.co.za. But I'll just read the part where Al Mark Alexander, the president of SA Rugby, has been quoted. He says, this is a matter between employer and employee. We can't just suspend a player. What if it transpires in a few weeks that the player is actually innocent? He asks with a with a question mark. He can take us to the cleaners. We have to protect the organization. What do you make of those comments? Let's flip it on the other on the other way. What if he's guilty? What if he's guilty? Will then SA Rugby be taken to the cleaners by the community of Langaban? Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think the prudent thing to do would have been to sit to sit down with the community and say. Let's understand what is going on. Let's unpack this. Mm. If he is indeed guilty mm, or mm. this did actually happen, what is the way forward? But you can't then be one-sided. Yes, he's, a, he's your employee. But couldn't have you have... I think the right thing to have done maybe would have to suspend him. Mm, mm. And until we get to a point of understanding what the truth of the of the matter is because these are really really serious allegations yeah yeah and i think that is where the problem is is that um, you you cannot be seen to be taking a back step mm, mm, in mm. a situation like this that that is my view so and it looks bad on it, it on looks the it looks bad on the organization were they prepared for it um they, they've had similar incidents before mm, mm. uh they are examples around the world. Yeah. And they should have had the moral decency to take the right position. Mm. Now, you're a representative yep. of one man called Peter de Villiers, as well as his foundation. Um, very vocal character. Absolutely. Uh, and whatever you think of him, Peter mm -hmm. de Villiers is a man that knows his rugby. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there's a statement that he's released yep. this morning. No, no, it was released a while back. A while yeah. back. Okay, one yeah. of the statements yes. is released a while back. But um, he did say he won't support the Springboks uh, during um, this Rugby World Cup yes, because correct. of South African rugby's stand uh, in the uh, Eben Etzabeth issue. Absolutely. Is he, does he still feel that way? Don't forget, um, Peter de Villiers is also a member of that community. Mm. And he needs to make a stand that he believes in. Mm. Um, he strongly believes that, I mean, don't forget, he also comes from that background. Mm. He understands the system. Mm. He was a, uh, the coach for the Springboks. Mm. And obviously, he's also putting it himself in that situation. What would he have done? 
I suspect he would have definitely uh, suspended uh, a player if, if he was if, in Russ's if shoes. If he was in Russ's shoes, mm. and let the law take its course. Mm. I think mm. that would be, and that is his position, mm. um, and he's he's made it clear. Yeah, and uh, let me let me read an excerpt from from that statement I was talking about. He okay. says, in my uh, personal capacity, issues such as youth mentorship, community engagement, and speaking out about abuse of any form against women are a key focus of my nonprofit foundation, which you mentioned earlier, the mm. Peter De Villiers Foundation. I believe in uh, context is necessary in the light of the barrage of comments, mostly negative, that I have received following my way in on the Eben Etzebeth uh, case. While as an individual, a man is innocent until proven guilty, when you represent any organization, the rules are slightly different. Whether you sweep the streets in the city of Cape Town, check passengers in at the airport or don a national jersey, you are held to a higher standard and are accountable to the organization or the nation at large. And precedent is an important part of an organizational administrative practice. It is a tone on and off the pitch for the character and the caliber of player that represents a club and or country. And with that said, this defines to a certain degree the level of support and type of supporter you get, as players are often idolized by fans of all ages. This is a very well written statement <laughs> for Peter De Villiers. I have to say this is not the Peter we used to see at press conferences, but he has made it clear that this is not just a reactionary or call back Eben that's a bit this is a broad issue. You've spoken about um the uh femicide, uh women abuse that we're dealing with in the country, abuse in general perpetrated by men in this country and to have a springbok and then that is a big deal yeah. even if it was a bafana player banyana yeah. player as or, long as you're representing your country yeah, that, yeah. that's a huge deal yeah. you're representing the country yeah. internationally you are no different to a diplomat an ambassador Absolutely. a high commissioner yes. a president you there you're wearing you're literally wearing the south african on your chest. badge on your chest yeah. right which is you know um which is insane it's an honor and it's a privilege mm-hmm. and should be treated as such and for 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 uh, and Peter De Villiers stand is that they, you can't um, coming from that community you can't support a team that's seen to be supporting someone that has been alleged to commit a a crime and b a ra- racial slur and c a crime against uh, a woman mm-hmm. pointing a gun. This is a serious 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 allegations. Mm-hmm. And um, what in your conversations with Peter? Um, what is what is it like for him? Is he seen as a leader um, in that community of Langaban, in the community of the Western Cape, the the, the Paul regions? How do they view Peter De Villiers and and how he's been treated in in, in South African rugby? Well, it's 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 well documented. Uh, things have not been going too well for him uh, mm. post his coaching um, uh, stint with the, with the Springboks. Um, like you said earlier on, irrespective of what you think of him, he's his record speaks for itself. Mm. Uh, he's one of the best coaches to have ever coached the Springboks in, in terms of his record. Um, yes, the community does look up to him. He does a lot for the community through his foundation. A lot of mentorship programs, uh, coaching clinics, uh, master classes. Mm. And he actually also contributes a lot of his own, whatever fees he gets to his local church. Mm. So these are things he does. Um, he would love to, to be able to do more. Mm. And what our role is is as business development um, management is to try yeah. and secure jobs, uh, look out for, for opportunities. opportunities. Mm. And mm. it has been hard. It has been really, really hard. 
He's also well aware of um, the situation of his daughter, who unfortunately had a relapse in her cancer. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, so sorry to hear. Yeah, that. actually, sh- she's in hospital as we speak. Um, so it's, it's been difficult. Yeah. It has been really, yeah. really difficult. Uh, but he soldiers on. It, yeah. it has. And one of the high-profile uh, cases that uh, was the job at the Southern Kings, That's correct, a lot yes. of people felt that. Yes, it was his. If he, <laughs> if it's, if he is on the shortlist, which yeah. the shortlist is the shortlist, whoever put it together, fine. Nobody wants to interfere with that process. But yeah. if he is on the shortlist and everybody looks at the shortlist and says, wait a minute, yeah. he's the best candidate here, surely, right? Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't get the job not not to say that anyone's entitled to the job yep. but it, it it doesn't take anyone to 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 you know anyone clever yeah or an einstein or mm-hmm. a rocket scientist to figure out that he was the best candidate so what happened there why was he not in the job to the point where they would rather not have Never. an appointment yeah. at all that to show that in fact there it's was no you. better candidate we will rather you know, take someone out of position who was a, a ma- from management and have him have yeah. him uh, coach the team. That was very interesting uh, situation, and also just demonstrates the levels at which people will go to, in my view, mm. uh, to keep Peter De Villiers away from doing what he loves, which is coaching rugby. Um, in that incident, we basically got a heads up of an opportunity. Mm. We submitted his uh, profile, and. He was shortlisted. Don't forget, this is a pub. It was open to the public, in terms of the coaches. Right. And we duly submitted, and he was shortlisted. Mm. Um, and don't forget, the key element here was also transformation. Mm. Transformation was a big, big um, part in terms of of recruitment. Mm. Who best than Peter De Villiers? If you really, as a club, are talking about transformation. Who else, in terms of your shortlist, are you going to bring? And he was going to rally that absolutely uh, PE community, Nelson yeah. Mandela Bay community, and surrounding Eastern Cape and and uh, Southwestern districts. Exactly. So let's look at the shortlist. Who were the other three candidates? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm saying. You know, uh, there's, there's um, the 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 Jackson first, Steve Jackson, yes. coach of Samoa. Samoa have been yes. poor at the World Cup. Yep. Um, Cornel Fancel, who I'd never heard of. Right. I swear to you, I'd never heard of right. before this this shortlist. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Cornel Fancel, and yeah. it turns out it was Cornel. He used to play for the Cheetahs. Now he's a forwards coach. I know a coach that used to coach at the Cheetahs, mm-hmm. um, who actually has been on this podcast yeah. before. And he said Cornel came uh, behind him in yeah. the coaching ranks at the Cheetahs mm-hmm. and was suddenly fast tracked. To coach in the first team, and this guy's never coached in the first. I'm talking super rugby, right? Seniors, mm-hmm. so he got fast track there, mm-hmm. and then suddenly he's shortlisted at yeah. the Kings. Okay, mm-hmm. and then uh, who was who was the the the? I think there was a third candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he pulled out, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes, yes. That was Rory Duncan. Exactly. He was the coach of Worcester Warriors. Worcester Warriors just nicked uh, a, re- a relegation fight, yes. like to the last last game. Even then, Worcester were happy to let to him let go. Him go. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, so that the yeah. signs were there that look, these you're fighting against uh, nobodies, so yeah. to speak, as they say in boxing. So I think it, it was a no-brainer. If you go back to also the beginning of it, um, you understand that also there was opposition from the board at the Kings itself for mm. Nick Mallet to be a part of that interview panel. Mm. Now, how do you have Nick Mallet interviewing Peter De Villiers? 
They have a history. They have a history, and mm. not necessarily that. But I, I think you, Peter De Villiers is not a person you interview. Peter De Villiers is a person you headhunt, in my view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. he's a springboard. At the end of the day, yes. he will always be a springboard coach, yeah. no matter what you exactly. think. And you know what? He wasn't the worst springboard coach of, no, as we come to exactly. Him. And also, don't forget that now the position that the Kings have taken is that they have now aborted the interview process. Indefinitely. Indefinitely, yeah. we have not been notified officially mm. by them it, uh, but we have requested that it hasn't come through mm, yeah. so we're not sure at this point whether he's still in the runnings or not mm. or are they waiting for the, the guy in, mm, in mm. the world cup to finish it wrap up and come back then you have a high performance coach i think right. he's now the caretaker coach so it, it just doesn't look well for mm. rugby generally then you have the the box incident then then people are not stupid yeah, people then begin to see and realize and understand that, listen, what is it that is going wrong in rugby? Mm. What is this institutionalism we're fighting against, mm. right? You talk transformation, nothing happens. Uh, if he didn't perform well in the interview, let us know. So they didn't even give that That's feedback. what I'm saying. We haven't had an official feedback to say, thank you very much, but we're no longer, Jeepers, you see. Creepers. All we had is a statement released in the newspaper. So no communi direct communication. No direct communication, say, which is unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't look good for South African rugby right mm. now. Across the board. Ah, across <laughs> the board, mate. Across the board. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I have to uh, pause our conversation here or stop our conversation here. It's been a fascinating yeah. chat. I am looking forward to chatting to you some more. No, As we definitely. know, um, this is an open forum. Yeah. Uh, everyone is always welcome to air their yeah. views. All right. That was our chat with Pablo Urayari. Urayai. <laughs> That's correct. I need to get used to this name. Pablo yeah. Urayai. Yeah. Um, I'll practice it a few times in my sleep. Don't worry about it. No, thank it right you. It's been a real pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. Cheers, bud. Cheers. That's it for me, Spoom Chigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za, as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM, the Apple Podcast Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Pocketcast, wherever. To connect with us, please use the hashtag SportsLive. Share your comments with us at TimesLive or at Sowetan Live on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the multimedia live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department headed by Mninawa Mchana Ntoko. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now. <laughs>